And we're back on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WJR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, talking 2023 NFL season, the beginning. Hello, Mike. Ken Brown, the beginning. When does football season ever end? Well, you have to break it out somehow. And I, this is, as you can tell by my voice, the recharge You're voice. You're a little excited. we're starting the season finally. All the talking, all the draft talk, all the mini camp talk, all the OTA talk. All it is now is talk. Now you're putting the pedal to the metal. You're putting the pads on. You're putting the helmets on. You're getting out on the field. And it's all football from this point on. Well, it's real football, that's for sure. And it's, it's, and it, it, look, and it's a welcome uh, change at least for me, or at least a, uh, changing gear, let's put it that way. It's, I, look, I, I like the whole thing in the National Football League, but I like it more. The closer they get to action, the more I like it. Well, but, but I say keep going, guys. Start hitting and don't stop. Yeah, well, and we'll do this in another podcast, but I, I just feel football now has become two things. And they, you have to have them to make money, I understand, but it's become a little too corporate. It's become a little too fantasy. It's become a little too um, Madden game for me. And to tie all those into real football, I, I have a problem with that. But we'll get into that another time. It's just that, like, this week the Madden ratings came out, and this is a big deal. It's a game. Who cares? I'm, I'm a 90. I'm not, I should have been, a, you know, a 82 or whatever they do because I don't play the game. But it's not real football. It's the game speeds. It's the game ratings. But according to, you know, NFL players, this matters to them. So, you know, I can see well, the tie-in, every, every, but come on. Everything seems to matter to them. But I, I agree with you with the Madden thing. Look, it, it was a good good thing, and it, it, but it's had its day. To me, it would be sort of like having Babe Ruth grade the, home, the power hitters in the in, 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 in American National League. And he's been dead since August, August of, what, 1948. So, right. yeah. yeah. No disrespect to John Madden. Great coach, great guy, all of that stuff. Uh, the Madden thing was was a huge and still is a huge success. I don't know if it's as big as it used to be because there's so many others competing for it. But but I'm with you. Enough's enough. Yeah, but I think that the the game, the play of the game, and the game is now worldwide, and it does enhance the football brand. So you have to take that. That's the good part of it. But the bad part of it is they're intertwining the actual game with a video game and all these like the fantasy football in with the actual game and. To me, in the long run, I think that's harmful because when you get to the point of why are you sitting this guy this week and um, I need these points instead of, you know, the actual game itself, the NFL game, it, to me, the line gets gray. And somewhere down the line, there's going to be a problem with that. And I don't know when it's going to be, but it's just it's just a little too much, Mike. Let's get back to well, the actual football. Well, I feel, and I feel just, and just this is one little thing, and I feel to some degree the same thing about contract negotiations too. Let them get their money or not get their money. I don't care. Yeah. Look, I hope they're all making enough money, all of that. No one's starving. Let's just get on it. Let's play the game. Right, play the game. That's what I'm all about. And so, since I was going to wait till later to bring it up, but I'll bring it up now since um, you brought that part of it up. This is not going to be the running backs. Yeah, it's going to be the running backs. And oh, my I, God. I, I, no, because Kim Brown, no. the master of all that is football, has <laughs> had – I have already – uh, I've, I've researched the problem. I thought about it, and I have the answer to the problem. Now, for those okay. who don't know, the yeah. running backs now are in a revolt. They they are, they might even get together and then do something, put out a statement, whatever. But they're not getting their fair share of money. They believe they're the lowest, one of right. the lowest paid on the franchise level. They their their careers are shorter. 
they really don't get to those second contracts. You know, it's rare that you get to them. And, and, and a lot of these guys held out, not held out, but they didn't sign their franchise tenders, ended up getting them renewed, and they have no leverage because the collective bargaining agreement doesn't let them sit out and doesn't let them, you know, negotiate well, you after that out. point. You can, you can sit out. You well, you're not getting any money, right? Ball. You're not getting any money. Right, okay. okay. Well, what, what other, just one other thing. Whatever job do you have in America? If you sit out and don't don't report, you get paid. No, I don't, look. I have no problem with that. Okay, you sign the agreement, then the, the player association sign the agreement. But my thing is, the running backs have a point. Their careers are shorter. They don't get to free agency fast. If you're five years before you get to free agency, and that's before they can franchise you if you're a first-rounder, and, you you know, they can franchise you twice, so that's seven years without you getting to the free market, and you're gonna, your, your earnings are going to be limited, and that's the problem. And that's if you get there. Most banks don't even get there, but the ones that do deserve the money, I can understand it. But like I said, I have solved the problem. I don't know if it's okay. ever going to work. My thing is, from this point on, when the next uh, contract negotiation comes up, this is it. You cannot franchise a first-round running back. Second-round running backs and on down because they're signed for lower years. You can um, you can do whatever oh, you what do. You're keep is, it the same. What you're saying is that the first-round quarterback, a uh, running back. I'm sorry, the first-round running back has already been paid at the top of the scale. Well, not he's been paid at the top of the scale, but he's been paid, and you you well, got yeah, him. You got him for five, right? But you got him yeah. for five years. But after that, he should be money. able to go right to free agency without being franchised. Not five holding years seven years. You get the five benefit. years, and after that, he's free to go if he wants to go. That's fair. You got your top-end money early, and now you can go to free agency after five. The ones below that, okay, you can franchise those guys if you want, or you can do whatever you want because their contracts are only four years. That's the way it would be fair. Because otherwise, like I said, keeping it back seven years before you can get to free agency, that's not, that's not right. That's not right. Well, the, that's most of their career. Are you done? Yes. At least take a deep breath. Anyway, yeah, but those 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 first round running backs, whether they're good, great, busts, whatever, their five years is guaranteed. Well, four guaranteed. No, I think it's the five. fifth year. If you don't renew it, you can let them go. The four. Well, you let them go anytime you want. They no, I'm talking about the fifth year is not guaranteed. You have to until you know you you opt into it. No, trust sure me on that. this. We'll I think see. The, we'll the Brown has we'll researched see. this. I have researched this. But anyway, we'll that's see. the fairness to me because other positions you can franchise them or whatever because they play longer. For running backs, after five years, they're free to go. And that way you have no problems. If they can't get their money with you, they can go get it somewhere else if they're good. But, but, Kenny, just one thing, just to throw in a little historical reference in here. These things are cyclical. They, cyclical. they change. And I'll go back to a no greater example of that than in 1997 with Barry Sanders he reported the training camp either the first day of camp or the second day of camp. I forget which. Up in Saginaw, and he signed a new contract that made him the highest paid player, not highest paid running back, highest paid player in the National Football League. It was the lead story on USA Today. Yeah, That's different era, okay. though, Mike. So different it, era. Different. Right, era. and you know what? It'll change again. It's not going to change again for the running back because basically it's a passing league, you know that how. and they're legislating running back because they don't value the running back now as much as they used to. You know why they don't? Why? Because they're not as valuable. Right. Well, they are as valuable, but they don't do it money wise. They don't value the running back. They on the field. They if you go look at the statistics, they're running the ball as much as they ever did, but they they don't value the money part of it with the salary cap because they feel they can get a guy like that Pacheco guy from Kansas City last year in the Super Bowl. He was a free agent or a seven rounder, whatever he was. Well, he can do just as much as a first round back, even though he can't. But if he can produce just good enough that you can win with him, then they don't value the running back anymore, and that's that's, that's the problem. 
But teams, but good, the good. great backs should get money. The great backs do get money. Limited money. Saquon Barkley, to me, has a fair point. He has a fair point. He's. I'll put it like this. Daniel Jones is nothing without Saquon Barkley last year, but Daniel Jones got the big contract. The quarterback, he would have he would have gotten a big contract if if, if Saquon was there or not. But I'm just saying that's the way it is. But that's not my point. My point is that he's nothing without Saquon Barkley, and you're going to see that if Saquon holds out. And then, like I said, he would have got the contract probably. But we've seen him play. You've seen him play. You saw him play the year that us Saquon was hurt. What do you have? Fifteen touchdown passes last year. Whatever it was, it was okay. It was average. You know what? You know what? And he still got forty mil. You know why? Because that's what quarterbacks get. That's what quarterbacks get. And I'm not denying anybody anything they can get. I'm just saying running backs have a point that they're being they're being they. It's not being used, but they have they're they're at a disadvantage by the rules, and those are the rules that your own union put in place. But they are disadvantaged by it, and I think some rectification needs to be done. Rectification, I like that. Is that just a word? One other thing, is that a word? yeah, I, it is now. <laughs> uh, just one other thing too, but there are also job opportunities for running backs that there aren't necessarily at other positions. And I looked this up just for you and me, just to, on uh, game seventeen last year in Green Bay. The Detroit Lions had six, had five running backs and one fullback on their on their final fifty-three player roster. And okay. Fifty-three players. Now they weren't all active for that game, but they're all on the roster getting getting full pay. So it's six players, six six backs on the team. I don't think any other position had, except maybe a well cornerbacks. I'm not sure, but I don't think any other individual position had that many players on the roster on the fifty-three man. Okay. Whatever well, that means. Well, I'm running back I mean, out. I've what said it means my is piece. there. What it means is there are job opportunities for running backs. Okay. Thank you. I'm I'm running back out. I said my piece, and I hope they do whatever. Uh, yeah. They you do. know what? Until tomorrow. No, I'm saying my piece. <laughs> it's time to move on. I, look. Oh, I agree with you. It's time, to move, it on. time to move now, on. Now, let's get to the Lions. That's what people are coming sure. to listen for. The rookies reported on Wednesday. Uh, the veterans report yeah. Saturday, I believe they said in the first the first Saturday practice, practice Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. All yes. right. Now, I thought it would just ease into training camp. But late Wednesday night, the Lions make a move. Is it a big move? Is it a mediocre move? Is it a bad move? That's for you to decide. But they acquired former second-round pick Denzel Mims from the Jets, who was disgruntled over in uh, New York, wanted a a new start, and they gave it to him. (laughs) Now, before we get going, they didn't give up much for him. A swap a seventh-round pick with a sixth-round pick if yep. he makes the team. so In 2025, yeah, by the If way. he makes the team. So yeah, if he doesn't make the team, the you didn't team. do anything. He was on the verge of getting cut anyway uh, two days ago. So, But he has two things that you cannot teach, size and speed. Now, I went and talked to a Jets uh, person over the uh, last few hours. And what and, did this cab driver say? No, no, no. I talked to, a, <laughs> I talked to an actual reporter that reports for Go the ahead. Jets. And he was saying that he doesn't really play to that speed, and he's he's not a great route runner, and um, he has a lot left to be desired as a pick. But he does have some physical talent. Now, concentration and other things like that may be a problem, maybe a fresh start or helping. He doesn't believe he'll ever be a starter in this league, but he thinks that he might be able to be a contributor. In three years after this, this uh, second-round pick of, of the Jets, Denzel, Denzel Washington, Denzel Mims. Onside. I know you want Denzel to Mims. Yes. 
He played 30 games, played 30 of 48 games. He had 15 starts. His best season was his rookie year when he had 23 catches. And I'm giving this a pretty nice, you know, 15.5 yards per catch, but he did not reach the end zone. It's all for naught. Right. Basically what he did was run up and down the field and get some exercise. Well, Mike, he can have a role here if he can do a few things. Now, nobody's wanting, nobody says he's going to be the next Calvin Johnson. But no. there, there are some things he can do. If he can, you know, take a safety deep, if he can be big for balls, you know, 50-50 balls on some occasions, give Marvin Jones a blow when he needs it, be just a big, tall guy because we lost DJ Chark last year who was a 6'4 kid. He can be helpful in situations. He can be a situational player. And I, if, if he's any good. If he's any good. good yeah, if he's yeah. any good. So I'm not expecting anything more than that out of him. But like I said, if he gives you, you know, the same production he's been given in the right situation, he can help a team. If he can help you, you know, win a game or get close, if he helps you in any way, you know, you didn't lose anything. No, I agree with you. I don't. I think it's worth a shot. You know, he's look, he, he got, as we always talk about when a guy gets drafted in the first round or the second round or whatever, he was drafted for a reason. Well, three years later, he hasn't fulfilled that reason. He really hasn't. So right. maybe maybe playing in Detroit. Look, I'll tell you one thing. He's playing with a better quarterback in Detroit than he was in New York. No doubt about that. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. Man, we'll no see. question. We'll see. Better offense, better yeah. quarterback. But I every- do believe that the wide receiver position is the one that I would have liked to have addressed. At least they're trying to address it. I, I think they know that they, they could use another receiver. And um, they didn't get into the, the DJ Hopkins uh, mix even though I, I would have got into it. I, I didn't think that contract was that outrageous he got. But, um, you know, maybe they didn't like him. But I do think they need another receiver. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. You know, look, Amon Ross St. Brown, terrific. He really is. And he's he's not going to, you know, blow the doors off uh, with speed or anything, but he's a smart, he's tough, he runs great routes, catches the ball, and gets every inch out of every catch that you can get. I mean, really, that's how they ever got him as a fourth-round pick. Well, it's, I'm just going to say, it's just the mysteries of the National Football League draft because you never know. You really don't. You know what you think you're getting, but you never know for sure. In this case, they got way more than they bargained for with St. Brown. That's true. That's true. But to me, as much as I like him, there's a limit on what I like, and there's a limit on if he ever will be a, a true number one. I'm not sure. Maybe it's possible. We'll wait and see. But I do feel that he is the perfect complement for a real good receiver. If that's, if that's Jameson Williams or if that's somebody else in the future, I don't know. But he's good at what he does, and that part of it is good. Just They're going to miss DJ Chark to me. I know he was hurt and didn't play a lot, but I, I at the, toward the end of the season, I, I liked what he was doing. Yeah, I did too, uh, to a degree, but I didn't think he was – I didn't think he was anything special, I thought. I thought he had a chance to be when they got him, but you know what I saw for the year, he was what do you have, thirty-five catches, something like that. Yeah, he you know, didn't, hurt, yeah. hurt a lot. Three touchdowns. Just didn't see right. much, but you know, I'll tell you, he came up big with a big catch against the Minnesota, Packers. Late he had the big catch, for touchdown. Yeah. You know, he had a couple, few things. But, like I said, but there was no, there was no high volume there. No, there really was. No, but he was a competent receiver. If you can get Mims to turn into a competent receiver. And Marvin Jones, you know, is a competent receiver. You can make up for that loss. So we'll see. Yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a long way to the start of the season. There might be uh, other things going on, and you never know who's going to get cut or get picked up or traded. So, And you can tell that Brad Holmes is not scared to pull the trigger on anything that he thinks can improve this team. 
And just one thing, there's a guy that we, we continue to overlook in the receiving ranks there in the Detroit Lions, and that's Khalif Raymond. All five foot eight of them. He might be five foot seven, but he's fast, he's got speed, and he has been absolutely reliable and 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 just a steady player for the Lions for two years. He had 49 catches one year, 48 catches the next year. I mean, that to me is reliability. It really is. Yeah. Plus, he's a good. Plus, he's a good punt returner. He's not your lead receiver, but the role he plays, he plays it very, very well. No, I agree. Like I said, they have a nice mixture of guys that they can fill in. I know you're not a uh, a big uh, Reynolds guy, but I think Reynolds, Reynolds has his place in there, and he, he gives you a few of those catches. He's like what I want Mims to be, you know, a guy that can give you some periodic catches, help out here and there, you know, be big outside and run. So we'll see. Anyway, the receiver will will, will sort itself out. Um, any other things coming into camp that you are really looking forward to now, especially before they put the pads on or when they put the pads on, I'm looking to see. Well, I want to see the offensive line work together. I really do. That's they haven't they haven't been on the field together. And, you know, the, the presumptive starting five has has not run snap together, and I'd like to see them. And we will we will see that now. However long it lasts, you know, hold your breath, take a picture, all of that. But that's it's look, it's a really good offensive line. It was good last year. It'll be good this year, and it'll be even better with the return of Vitae to right guard. A little statistic on on Vitae that uh, he played uh, two seasons ago at right guard, did not allow a sack. That's pretty good Pretty good production for, a, for an offensive lineman. Oh, that is good. Uh, for me, it's the defense. I want to see it, and I'm not giving the individual thing out, even though the back end of the field I want to see. I want to see how Tracy Walker comes back. But I want to see how the new defense looks, how um, Aaron Glenn puts this thing together, now that he has the pieces you know, he's been handicapped the first couple of years. This defense right now, there's no excuse. He has the pieces. I just want to see how it comes together. I want to see how they make this thing work. Because they played good defense at times last year, even though the numbers didn't say it at the end of the year when you looked at them. But I thought they played good defense at times. But I think this year, I think I want to see coming out the gate them being a real good defensive team. And I think they have the potential to do it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Look, the, the moves they made at, at, uh, in free agency – Clearly pointed out what they what they thought and correctly so was the biggest weakness of that team in, in the 2022 season and that was the secondary and that's that's been if not totally re- revamped close enough it really is they got three quality players in free agency and then one draft pick uh, uh, Brian uh, Brian Branch a, mul- a multi talented uh, cornerback safety nickelback from Alabama drafted in the second round so they've got some quality players there. And, you know, to me, the question is just how quickly can they get them together? Yeah. And like I said, that's Aaron Glenn. And when you talk to Aaron Glenn, man, he's so stoic and he talks and he's he's got the authoritative thing going and, you know, oh, yeah. try to get a laugh up. But they respond to him. So I, I I really look forward to the defense. I think, you know, even though this team finished top five offense and they might do it again, I just think that the biggest jump is going to be the defense. And if that's the case, Mike, all these uh, accolades they're receiving, they're going to come true because if they can just maintain a top 10 offense and just pick that defense up into the top third, I'm not even saying the top 10, top third, you know, even the top, you know, from 12 on up, they they could be in business. No, I think they are in business already on, on, on offense. And I think what you're saying is just adding, you know, the the, sec, the, uh, the defense can, can really make them more than a 9-8 and eight team, I would think. Yeah. 
Yeah. I even th- I think they're more than 989. Anyway, let's, like I said, cross your fingers with the injury bug. We don't want any season in the injuries. But I think they were better than the 918 last year. I just think they had a couple of bad breaks that cost them a couple of games. They were they were a 10-win team to me last year. But this year. So I, they weren't a 9-win team. They were a 10-win well, team. Well, they are what they well, are, like Parcel says. You are what you are. <laughs> but I thought that, like, that Minnesota game was a gimme, a giveaway game. I just, I, that, that first Minnesota game, that that's, I'll never forget that game, and that was like a gimme. And the Thanksgiving game where they just let Allen throw that 40-yarder, you know, with 12 or 13 seconds left. Those are two games that were very winnable games. Yeah. yeah, those are games that were right there for you. And even that third down play that they threw the chart before that, you know, it was a questionable call. They could have – I thought they might have scored it, regular, you know, before that. So those are just things they could have done. I mean, every everybody does that during the season. I am just thought that – the way they finished last year, and you get once you get confidence that your coach can take you to winning games, and you know all, it was all talk when they were one and six, but now that they've seen that Dan Campbell's method can get you nine wins, so now you go into a season not doubting your coach. You know, even though you didn't want to doubt him, there's always in the back of your mind until you start winning that you know he's talking a good game, but is he producing? Now that you've produced, this is where you take your next jump. Well, I also agree with you. You mentioned Dan, Dan Campbell, the head coach. This is his third year, and, and I look—I cannot imagine this happening again. But they cannot have another season where they start zero and eight or one and six. Cannot have that. Those days are gone. They've got to be gone. Yeah. You got to come out of that gate. You know, look, you're not going to win them all, and there's an outside chance they might not beat Kansas City in the opener. Don't you think? I mean, there's a, a chance. No, yeah, I, I, they're a, not a the favorite. They're, they're, they're the underdog <laughs> going into that game. But sure, of course. Yes. I'm not going to rate them on yeah. what they do against Kansas City. If, if they play good, solid football, they could beat. They could beat. But Mike, it is. But Mike, the only thing is, when the schedule came out, you're going to play Kansas City sometime during that year anyway. So it's just a right. matter of when it was. So don't get all hyped right. or, or too uh, over the top or too below the top over the first game. You're going to play them sometime during the season, and if you either win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Right, except the thing to me is just look. I'm looking for look. The, the outcome means everything; it really does. But within that, it's how did you play? Did you if you're out there false starting and fumbling and all that? No, okay, then you weren't ready to play. But if they just play good, solid football, the result will take care of itself. You know, pick up and go on to week two against Seattle and week three against whoever's next and all that. But just play good, solid football like you did in the, in the stretch run. Uh, in 2022, and everything will take care of itself. You won't have to, have to explain or, 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 you know, what if or any of that. Just play ball. I agree. Uh, just like a uh, couple of years ago, Dan Campbell's first game, it was against the 49ers. We didn't know at the time the 49ers would be going to the Super Bowl. I believe they did go that year. But we didn't know how good they would be. But, you you know, that was a game where you thought they had a chance going in and they got, you know, buried early and they came back and made it a respectable game. But you could see, you know, that, how hard it is to win in that league because it, that's the way it was. And um, I believe Garofalo was in that game. And um, matter of fact, I think so. Yeah. Um, the first round pick got a touchdown in that game, if I remember. Um, Lance, Trey Lance. Remember he threw a, he threw a, ran a, threw a touchdown in that game. They brought him in in a specialty package. That's why I thought he was going to be this next great quarterback over. You see how that turned out. Well, he was in North Dakota. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so those are the things we're going to look forward to this week. And uh, in the coming weeks, we'll be examining uh, what else is going on line-wise. The, it's a lot to talk well, about. It's going to be a lot of storylines coming out of this camp. But there's one thing though, that we haven't beaten to death yet today. What's that? The future of Jared Goff. No, we, uh, we're not, I'm not even getting Are we going to leave, no, we're gonna leave him alone for a week? Get, I'm leaving that alone <laughs> until 
Hendon Hooker is on the field as an active member of the Lions. Because okay. otherwise it makes no difference because Jared Goff is the guy. And there's no okay, sense. Well, Kenny, we'll see you in twenty twenty. That's what I'm saying. So it's no sense even debating Jared Goff. See you right? in twenty twenty. Right. So we we don't even have to have this conversation going on. Jared Goff is your guy right now. And, and of until, course he is. Until otherwise, you know. 29, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, no turnovers well, the last ten games. Since you brought but him up, I wasn't gonna bring him up. But since you brought him up, I want him to pick his game up this year. Sure. I want him to start. Good. I don't want him to start the way he started last year. It's up to him now. I want you to pick it up from the beginning of the season. Well, teams generally kind of ease into the season. They're not at their best on opening day, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't want to see any pick sixes like he did early in the year last year. I want to see those early. You know, I want to get in there, finish. The way you finished the season last year is the way I want you to start it this year. Yeah, that was a great finish, by the way. I don't know if you remember this or not, but when the game was over, he ran around the stadium at at at, uh, at Green Bay, high five, high five, and the Lions fans who were there at the game. Yeah, I, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. That was just great, yeah. it really was. I know, Ken. You like it just? Like I said, you, I don't get excited. You just, want to, you just want them to fold up their playbook, make a few check marks on it, and, and walk slowly into the locker room and put on your your, your you know your your suit and your tie and all that, right? No, like I said, I just head home. I don't get into things like that. I just like I said, you show me on the field during the sixty minutes, and after that, you can do it. I want. thought he won the game in those. 60 oh, I did. Minutes. That's what I said. But the, after that, I didn't care what he did. After that, just go home for the off season. Had a good season. You got nine wins. Go home. But I want him to start the year the way he finished it last year because I felt in the first few, the first in that first one and six that he didn't play that well. I thought their biggest issue, and I don't want to we're going to be talking about this all day, but I thought their biggest issue in the first seven games was controlling quarterbacks. They were running through them like they didn't exist. No, that's true. Like that's, their defense. That, that, was, that was their biggest, that was their, to me, their biggest weakness. That they just true. ran through them. No, that is true. That, they, they, were, they, were, they weren't a good defensive team early. I agree with that. They weren't that. That's why I said, that's why I'm excited to see this camp that Aaron Glenn now is going. I am going to miss Deuce Staley, and I'm going to miss the uh, the defensive line coach that left. Uh, I forgot his name yeah. right now. I'm going to miss those guys. Tide wash. Yeah. yeah, but I want to see how the new guys Down come in. Carolina. Dre Bly coming in. You know, you got a new running back coach, uh, Montgomery. You got a new D-line coach, the guy from uh, John Smith from um, Penn State. So I want to see how they mesh in, and uh, it'll be interesting. So I look forward to it, Michael Here. I do, too. And just one thing, I just want to add this one last thing. Detroit Lions last year, they, three rookies who were big-time play, playmakers for him. Nine and a half sacks for Aiden Hutchinson, four interceptions for Kirby, 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 Kirby Joseph, and in, in seven games, eight sacks for Steve Houston. Those are playmakers. Yeah. Three rookies. And we'll see how James they develop. Houston, but and Steve's did brother. I say James? Yeah, James yeah, Steve's yeah. brother. Yeah, my mistake. I was thinking <laughs> of Steve Mitchell. But those three guys, they were they were they were playmakers and we'll see what they how they develop further in twenty twenty three. We will indeed. All right, well that's it, Michael Hare. Oh, and plus I'm 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 telling you right now, I'm a I'm I'm doing it like they used to do with Javi Best. I just want to see Jameer Gibbs run during this camp too i just want to see actually with the pads on and them going through some running plays i just want to see because i saw it in alabama and i want to see it in the pros so i look forward to watching that during camp oh good i'm glad i hope i hope you're enjoying it i really right. do i hope i hope they put on a good show just i do too all right that's michael here at detroitlines.com you can read about him over there ken brown from wj radio if you're around friday afternoon at 5 15 chris spielman will be joining us on the afternoon show and jr so check us out as we talk about Chris's uh, role and Chris, uh, what his uh, 
expectations are as he goes forward with this camp too. The best Detroit Lion to date, Mr. Chris Spielman. So check him out. All right, Mikey, that's it.